0: Hola Americanos. Happy Fourth of July. Happy Independence Day. Oh my goodness. It's a Loftus Party podcast. It's the big show. Liberty Gypsy, what's going on? Are you feeling? you feeling the uh the the gypsy patriotism over there?
1: Of course I am. It's the original Brexit.
0: The original Brexit. You were sitting on that one. I you was you were sitting ready to on unload. It. I am. Yes. Reading some great
1: some great civil war or excuse me revolutionary war stories on uh twitter with people like sharing their their uh genealogy and stories they heard from from family members and stuff about what their their particular relatives did actually kind of interesting
0: it's yeah I'm, i'm always so jealous of that oh there we go uh i'm always so jealous of that my my wife's family They can trace theirs all the way back to uh, some dude was serving with uh, General Washington.
1: Yep. Yep. Uh, We can trace ours back on my mother's side up to somebody who helped roll the cannon up uh, with Ethan Allen at Fort Fort Ticonderoga.
0: My family over in Ireland for all of that. (laughs) My family wasn't here. They weren't here for uh, all, all the slavery (laughs) <laughs> yeah. all the bloodshed we kind of came in late here's what we. here's what the irish do they're like are you all settled in there do you have it figured out like <laughs> yeah it's good we just need some people we'll be coming over now then what's for dinner do you have any whiskey yeah. <laughs> yeah. My, my i dad's, like the fourth of july
1: my dad's family had some folks that came over here on what like was akin to walkabouts um from england so they were running around but they skedaddled when things got crazy so dad's back family came over – yeah, dad's family came over You know, uh, late uh, 1800s, uh, close to 1900. Um, mom's family was here way before that.
0: Yeah, it's uh, – that would be great to find out your your ancestors were confronted with, hey, you guys, we're going to fight. Uh, we're going to start a revolution in this country and fight for our freedom, and your ancestors are like, well, you know what? Good luck with that. We're going back to England. We're going like back ba-
1: to England. We'll like be ben back Franklin, when y'all are son. settled. Yep. Yep.
0: Well, we did good. I, I like uh I like all this. I'm not going to get crazy patriotic uh, right now with I'm about I'm about Fox and Friends out on the whole thing they've just had every day. It's like come on. It becomes a parody. That's that's why the original Stephen Colbert show, that's part of the popularity, you know. The wings of liberty, may they not lose a feather and these colors don't run. It just a little bit goes a long way with, with me. Cuz you know what? I do it all year round. I'm a, I'm not just uh, uh,
1: I'm in it for the barbecue and the fireworks.
0: I love it. Yeah. I love it. Mm-hmm. I love the fireworks. It is my favorite. I'm going to take some video this year of the neighborhood fireworks here in Long Island. Yeah, you, you know, know when they start? Year,
1: they were crazy.
0: They started last night. <laughs> last. I'm not kidding you. I'm telling my my uh, my neighbor, Wayne, and his wife, really cool people. I'm like, hey, are you guys from here? They're like, oh, no. I'm like, you're in for a treat. The fireworks are nuts. It's going to be crazy. I've got to get it on video. I'll put it on The Loftus Party. I'll put it on the YouTube channel. I- I've never seen anything like it, just in terms of just blocks and blocks and blocks. An entire neighborhood is like, I got that beat. Shaboom! Kabang! Kabow! It's the best thing ever.
1: I thought fireworks were illegal in New York.
0: They are, but every (laughs) other person is either a retired cop or retired fireman so that they know what they're doing. No one's going to rat on anybody. Mm -hmm. Snitches get stitches. Everybody's going to be kind of responsible. If a fire starts, they'll put it out. Somebody might lose a finger. It it happens. Uh, (laughs) However— it's fantastic. And yes, I do. My my neighbor I'm I'm outing him right now. My neighbor Wayne confessed to me that he has some fireworks that he'd like to set off. He didn't know if that was cool. I'm like, "Oh, dude, it's very cool, very and cool. I have some too." So, <laughs> I will be participating. Yeah, I now, love
1: When the tribe lived in upstate New York, that was that was the big deal, right? When we went to uh, Myrtle Beach for you know, spring break or whatever, we would buy all the illegal fireworks and sneak them back into the state and do fireworks for the whole neighborhood. Sorry, dad, just outed you.
0: It's great. It's, mm-hmm. it's wonderful. Just be responsible about it. Of course. And I, I don't do this uh, when I'm in California because that's, that's just a death, uh, everything. It's kindling out there right now, even though right. we had all this rainfall. Oh, and you know what? And and on on the show, I always like to talk about what's working and what's going right, this is, a, this is great news uh, for California and their drought. When I was home recently, I'm driving uh, the, one, the 101 to the 134 headed towards Pasadena from the valley, and they are constructing a new reservoir right uh, – very close to uh, ABC and Disney. It's like right across the freeway there, and the, and the, people in, in Southern California should be celebrating that. That's the best news ever. They're going to hold on to more of the water, so that's great. There's a drought, and then the Lord says, well, here's record rainfall, everybody, and like, oh, we don't have any place to store it. So they're building a new reservoir, which is fantastic news. That's
1: fantastic news for sure.
0: It really is, and that's – I'm all about solutions. It's mm-hmm. not all gloom and doom. I understand where everybody has to – you get more uh, you get more clicks. You get more attention if you go, oh, those guys are doing this, and it's the worst thing ever since the history of ever. But uh, happy Fourth of July. Have a good one. I'm going to be – it's going to be a weird one for me. I am going to be here alone. i got a bunch of stuff that I need to do, a bunch of exciting things, a bunch of not-so-exciting things. However, I love the 4th of July, and I miss my family terribly. It is – it's probably – Christmas is better. No one's going to beat Christmas, but 4th of July is pretty awesome. And I I can't say this enough, and this is part of my standout show. Oh, that's what I was going to say. What we need to do is we need to take those clips – I'm having my lawyers look at it to to see if we can use these clips. I think we can. I think it's reverted back to being my property, the The show that I did for the History Channel.
1: Okay. Well, we do have I the 1812 wrap-up.
0: Yeah, that, that's, that was kind of fun and funny, and I was just kind of – I thought a music video would be fun to kind of break mm-hmm. j- just the monotony of me being on stage talking about history. However – uh the war of 1812 stuff that's mm-hmm. where that's where our national anthem comes from that's where all this and i can't say this enough uh and i i'd love to have the clips on the com and all that good stuff however uh, as a kid i would always think wow these these fireworks they they don't mean anything they mean everything they mean everything the rockets the bombs bursting in air the rockets red glare all that That was like brand new technology That was like the equivalent of an intercontinental Ballistic missile The dude who wrote our national anthem Witnessed this assault This bombardment with these new things Called rocket It just went on and on and on For hours hours and hours and hours and hours and hours It was a terrifying assault On America By the British And we survived So the fireworks mean something It is an awesome display uh however it's people like, hey, we're American, man. Let's celebrate by blowing stuff up as long as we survive. That's the key. <laughs> keep
1: your fingers. <laughs>
0: keep your fingers. Survive. Keep your fingle and keep your fingers. And remember, um, I've seen now the memes are coming out. Mm-hmm. Don't put the Roman candle in your pants don't. and wave it around like it's your wiener.
1: Mm-mm. Uh
0: Roman Bad candles idea. Roman candles don't go down your pants. Sparklers do not go in buttholes mm-hmm. unless you are Kathy Griffin. Then you can do whatever you want.
1: Wow. That was actually one of your suggestions to her, I believe.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it was. Yeah. To put a sparkler in her butthole and, and two cartwheels.
1: Yep. Yep.
0: That should be her big comeback.
1: Yes. <laughs> she was actually she was actually um. <clears throat> Hitting Donald Trump today for punching down, I think that's just because her punch up was so disastrous. But that's just me.
0: Okay, so this marks the the beginning of the show right here because now we're into some meat and potatoes on it. We got we got the media going crazy. We did. we're gonna we got them. Um, uh, we got people leaving CNN. Uh, Trump just tweeted out this morning, and I guess he already took it down.
1: Oh, he was, took it uh, down.
0: Yeah, yeah, he deleted the tweet. And everybody's like, he deleted it, but I grabbed it. You know, and oh, he's it's the official presidential tweet. So Congress will hold on to that. Hey, just a heads up, everybody, they're saving all of our tweets. Oh yeah. All of our all of our tweets are are being recorded.
1: Yep. Everything Yes. Mm -hmm. So uh
0: Donald Trump's in (laughs) in what?
1: (laughs) You wanna talk about completely dystopian? Um, imagine the imagine the, uh, the, uh, fodder that Mark Zuckerberg would have on everybody in this country. If he actually ran for president,
0: uh, <laughs> that would be terrifying. That's like, I can never remember the name of the The, the movie, it's not, was it minority report? The, Some, the
1: Tom Cruise.
0: Yeah. Tom yeah. Cruise, uh, Steven Spielberg. Mm-hmm. I think that was uh, it. Yes, and how the, the billboards had retinal scanning technology and they would do an ad just for you. Mm-hmm. We're already halfway there. We're already halfway there. Yeah. yeah, Mark Zuckerberg, if he wanted to run for president, <laughs> I'll I tell you what – it's like the Spider-Man thing. With, with great power comes great responsibility. And yep. the fact that he's even toying around the, with the idea of uh, running for president should terrify everybody.
1: Uh, going to truck stops in Iowa?
0: Well, he's yeah. he's messing around with it, and they just yep. celebrated – what do they have, 2 billion people now on Twitter uh, on or on, Face- on Facebook? On
1: Facebook, something. Yeah, they sent me a, th- a personalized thank you card, and what was really terrifying about that was all the people I legitimate. I mean I I, I have like 5,000 friends on Facebook. I don't know 4,822 of them, mm-hmm. right? It's just more for trading ideas and politics and articles and things like that. Um. The, the, the video they sent me, all of the people in that bucket that I do truly care about showed up in the video. Yes. How do they know? Yeah. How do they know?
0: <laughs> the algorithm, you've spent more time looking at that picture than you do with other pictures. You've clicked on that. More people have responded to it. I'm sure it's just it's got to be some kind of basic math. I I got that same one Uh, the other day and finally looked at it. Hey, we got two billion people in to celebrate. We've edited together a little video just for you. Uh And it was like a little slideshow and they were dead on. Yeah, it was was terrifying. (laughs) Yes. And it was dead on. Yes. Our artificial intelligence looked at your life and thought, this is what you should remember. Yes, that dude should not be... Uh, allowed to become president i don't know who said it first i learned it from batman and i'm not even kidding uh (laughs) who watches the watchers it's a i don't know if it's it's socrates or plato somebody who listens to the cast will turn me on to it but i heard it from batman in a cartoon
1: hey (laughs) it's an important concept it doesn't matter where you heard it
0: it's a super important Important concept. Who's in charge of Mark Zuckerberg? Nobody is. He's no? got no one, no one uh, policing that dude. And he's got a very big uh, thing. And it's like, like right now media is saying about President Trump is like, oh, he's trying to stop us. And it's our journalistic duty to bing, bang, boom. which would be awesome. And I entirely agree with them. I'm let me be completely honest about this. Yes, we need uh, journalists. That is the thing that that makes us wonderful, one of the things that makes us a wonderful society, that people uh, report the facts and they let us know what's really going on. Here's the problem. It's all just opinion now. I know we've said it on this show a bunch. Uh what's what's the stat uh, the networks, the the CNN, ABC, NBC, MSNBC, blah blah blah. They spent three hundred and fifty-five minutes attacking President Trump, just straight up personal attacks. Three hundred and fifty-five minutes, one minute on tax reform. So I think you can see that there's a bias in there. You Maybe, you have just to be able a just a teeny teeny just bit. A teeny. They make it sound like they make it sound like Trump has sent the National Guard. To shut down the cnn offices that's what that's what just is is the funny thing in all this these these quote unquote journalists like i'm going to soldier on because we are the gatekeepers of truth and like and yeah and you've been asleep at the switch you need to oh it's 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 rich it's rich so trump tweeted the wwe thing where he's they, they took out uh what is it uh Ed McMahon or the what Vince McMahon's head. They right. took out Vince McMahon's head and they replaced it with the CNN logo and they got Trump slamming him. And they they've turned that funny little thing. It's just a funny little should the president have tweeted it? No. However, that th- now it's like the president's trying to incite violence. The president wants people to attack no. No, that he that was just a a funny little tweet that uh he shouldn't have done.
1: Well, and I, let's be honest about what the WWE is, right? The WWE, I mean, he didn't really pummel Vince McMahon. That was theater, right?
0: But it looked real. It but, looked. I'm just playing devil's advocate of the here. WWE, it, it looked real, and it frightens me as a journalist.
1: The WWE is well-choreographed fun, where they just happen to knock people down and put them in fake chokeholds, et cetera, et cetera. You know, was there maybe an analogy there if you're a thinking person that he's he's kicking some fake news because CNN has taken quite a few hits in the last week?
0: Yes, it's not a call to arms. It's not a call like go out there and body slam a journalist, not break somebody's glasses. It was a funny little metaphor. And if if CNN had a leg to stand on, if Donald Trump just did this out of out of the clear blue sky. They might have a a case. They might you might be able to entertain it for a second. But like literally, when three reporters have to resign because literally fake news. Like literally fake news.
1: Yeah, I mean, they resigned in lieu problem. of being fired. Yes. is what happened. It wasn't like, oh, you know what? We made a mistake. We'll just bow out. No.
0: Oh, and it's and it's and it's not just CNN. Uh, the New York Times just retracted. everybody loved uh, everybody loved to say all 17 intelligence agencies. All 17, you search that up. everybody. Joe Biden was saying that. Hillary Clinton was saying that all 17 intelligence agencies uh, say that Russia hacked all 17, all 17. And the New York Times, they thought they'd be able to do it very quietly and they they'd bury it in a classified section. They retracted it. They're like, yeah, we looked into that and it wasn't all 17. It was only four said maybe. (laughs) But that's just it. Like nobody talks about the retractions. and, And it's like it's it's beyond a game now. Where where CNN and the New York Times and the Washington Post, they can just run these stories and then go a couple of days later, oh, yeah, yeah, sorry, we were wrong about that. After well, a while, after you make all those mistakes repeatedly, repeatedly, you have an agenda. And now I'm I'm so happy we have a president who's calling him out on it. Bravo. Bravo, sir. Bravo.
1: Well, and I mean not only did they have to uh – walk three reporters out the door um project veritas got to talk to some of their staff and you know again it it's like the what the jonathan grubering of america yes i mean they're talking to a supervising producer in atlanta who basically says there is nothing to this trump russia thing it gets us ratings when he backed out of the climate accord We spent a day covering that, and then it was like, nope, back to Russia, kids. Russia gets us ratings.
0: Yeah, and that was from Zuckerberg. That was from the the owner.
1: That's theater.
0: Precisely. Precisely. (laughs) And then Van Jones. Oh, my God.
1: Oh, yeah, it's a nothing burger. Really? Have you watched your own segments?
0: And it's like when you watch those clips, those Project Veritas clips, it just confirms what you already know. Mm -hmm. The, The more disturbing thing to me van jones saying it's a nothing burger first of all i'm done with nothing burger second of all the most disturbing thing is when van jones comes out he shakes uh the the photographer's hand he's like hey man what's up good to see you it's like there's like some kind of friendship there a little bit that whoever had the hidden camera just completely threw him under the bus (laughs) i mean i'm glad they did but that that's gonna be so they move in the same social circles and it's gonna be super awkward the next time. Hopefully they're they're recording that. they re- hopefully <laughs> mean- hopefully they'll record the next meeting between Van Jones and the guy who had the hidden camera.
1: Well, you know, some of that is a put on too. If somebody acts like they know you, you pretend they that you know them.
0: You know oh, that. Oh, that's the most terrifying moment as an entertainer. The <laughs> most terrifying moment is when you're at it's you're after a show, you're after you're you're done with the TV taping and then this this person comes up and goes, "Hey, how's it going?" Like and they like they know you and you're flipping through your mental rolodex and you're like, "I have zero clue." Zero clue.
1: Uh-huh.
0: It didn't look like that's what Van was doing. Unless well, he's just a fantastic liar.
1: Um, well, he's a socialist.
0: Uh you know, I don't <laughs> Here's the deal and and this is this is what I think Van Jones really is. I just think Van Jones wants to be powerful. I don't even think he's really a socialist. you don't no because he's too smart at a certain point he's an educated man mm-hmm. and so he's a man of logic and reasoning and you you could just you could just go down the checklist you know of of russia china Cuba Venezuela all these You know, failed states. China's hanging in there because because of Hong Kong and they got Mm -hmm. just enough capitalism. They got just enough capitalism at just the right time
1: to to stop a revolt. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I'm sure I think Van Jones ultimately uh, is a hypocrite. He worships at the altar of hypocrisy. He just wants to be famous and he just wants to be rich. But
1: Same socialism, thing with socialism would not stop him from being famous and rich. He's already exactly. part of the elite, right? So
0: so he doesn't really like socialism. He likes what it's going to get him.
1: Well, he might like socialism knowing that he's not going to be affected by it. He might think it's better for everyone else.
0: Well, ultimately, that's what they all think. Exactly. Ultimately, yeah. And I, I we've said it before and I'll say it again. The Some pigs or some animals are more equal than others. And the people who do well under socialism are the people who get to decide what's fair. Mm-hmm. That's what you always have to be on guard. Like who's and it comes right back to Batman: Who's watching the Watchers? When you have this giant, uh, you know, federal bureaucracy government telling you this is what you can do and this is what you can't do. It's all, it's all just uh, it's it's terrifying. Not a lot of comedy there, and I'm going to get into that a little bit more uh, later. I want to stay on this whole media thing. Uh, Sarah Palin, the delicious, delightful Sarah Palin. I only have one beef with her, and that's don't let your kids stand on a dog. I'm still, I find that uh, disturbing. However, I'm I can't wait for her, this lawsuit with the New York Times.
1: I I think she's every bit justified to do it. I mean, at this point, she's a private citizen. Does she have a public persona? Yes. But I mean the story the editorial that they wrote in the New York Times incorporated a story that was debunked when it happened.
0: yes, now, I think that's where they'll get out of it i think that I think this is where the New York Times has a case where like well these these are just like uh, editorials and uh that's that person's opinion literally that's it's like an opinion piece. however, uh where Sarah Palin has the case and just for in case you've been living under uh, a rock or you've actually been busy with a life and you're not like this uh, political comedy vampire like we are they uh after uh, after the Republican baseball team got shot up the New York Times editorial somebody wrote a piece where yeah it's bad but it's not as bad and I'm I'm totally paraphrasing here and I might be way off they pretty much said yeah but it's not as bad as when uh Sarah Palin was personally responsible uh for getting Gabby Gifford shot so they kind of like held her – they they said she's guilty of doing this thing in the court of public opinion when there is no basis in fact for that, that at all. I was a nut job. He was completely obsessed with Kathy Gifford. He never even saw anything but from Sarah Palin or off, off her website, whatever. So now Sarah Palin's uh, suing. But the New York Times is going to say it's an editorial, blah, 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 and then she's going to go, well, you actually have – You have to—you can't just let—you can't just say anything in an editorial. No, you can't.
1: You can't defame somebody. You can't libel them, even if it's an editorial. You can't—for example, um, I could say, I think Michael Loftus is a real whack job. I can't say, you're mentally ill.
0: Yes. You know, you
1: you can't assign something to someone that is untrue. You can say, I think this, or— you know, make it your opinion. But the way the New York Times wrote that, it wasn't really written like opinion.
0: Well, and this goes straight to the uh, Donald Trump, Mika and Joe fight on Morning Joe. And if, and, and this is when I love, this is when I love the, this show and being on record as saying this, I've always been delight. I always loved to watch Morning Joe because it's just such a delightful train wreck. I mean, it is like, it is like Dynasty. Now there's there's sex in there because Joe and Mika are a thing, and there's his rock and roll career. Don't make me beg. Don't. And now there's it's 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 wonderful. So I watched the show, and for weeks and weeks and weeks, completely irresponsible. They've just been saying the president's crazy. Like you can, you can find clips of Joe Scarborough. This is a man who's out of touch. This is a man who's losing his mind, and it's just getting worse. And you've got Mika almost crying because he is insane. They are literally; they're not going in our opinion. I mean, it is their opinion, but they're saying it like it's fact. This is this is this is the work of a madman. This is a, a work of a man who's out of and. They've done it for weeks and weeks and weeks. And, uh, man, Trump hit back. <laughs> he hit back. I'm not a fan of the, uh, you know, her bad facelift was bleeding everywhere just because that's uh, that just grosses me out. Uh, however, he did give Mika uh, a nickname. He calls her Dumb as a Rock Mika, which is hilarious to me. It's crazy Joe Scarborough. And dumb as a rock Mika.
1: <laughs> but I mean, do you remember back during the primaries when they were propping him up and giving him all sorts of positive press on their show?
0: I remember a couple of instances in that. I can remember where I think Joe Scarborough, because I've been watching the show for a while. If I go Fox and Friends and then I go back to Morning Joe, I go back and forth because it's 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 entertaining. It's 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 like table tennis. Mika was very anti-Trump. Joe was kind of anti-Trump. And then I think he saw an opening. Word on the street is Joe was thinking maybe I could be a VP. I think he was making a play behind the scenes to be VP. So Joe decided to play nice, and he got Mika to play nice. Then I can't remember what Trump did or he was accused of doing. Mika went back to being anti-Trump. And there's that's when they, you had some good sparks going. She's like, "How can you defend him? How could you defend him?" And you know, and Joe's trying to get into her pants and and so he's kind of has to balance into the
1: administration. It's a balancing act.
0: Yes. yes. <laughs> and right. So that was the fun little awkward soap opera of it all. and uh And then now, I guess uh Joe got in there and got him some, so now he's and, and obviously he's not a uh, vice president. You'll every once in a while, Hannity will let one slip about uh, Joe Scarborough, and uh, yeah, how how Joe would uh, ask Sean Hannity for help. I just want to go back to Fox. I want to be back on Fox. Can you ask somebody? And it's just all, you know, it happens, but it's it's just awkward when you shine a light on it. You know, it's like going into somebody's house and finding a roach. <laughs>
1: Right, it's just it's all the maneuvering. But I mean, I don't. I believe that Mika turned with that whole NBC video from The Apprentice and grab your, you know what? um, If I remember the timing of it, but I mean, they were not nearly as as anti Trump as they are now. Like as a complete show, like that is like other. They
0: talk a lot of smack when he's not around. And then the, I saw a clip. I saw a clip this morning
1: mm-hmm.
0: where they're talking about Joe and Mika. They were nice to Trump, and they have him on the air, and they're all buddy buddy. And that's how it really is. And I, I guess there's going to be more information coming out, like Joe and Mika hanging out at Mar-a-Lago.
1: Yeah, and no, I think that, that's was, why, that was that's in why his Trump tweet. is so
0: pissed off. Yeah,
1: that was in his tweet that they came to Mar-a-Lago, and so I I don't think that's a secret anymore. But I, and I, do, you know, I don't read the National Enquirer. I don't. And I'm not going to start. <laughs> it just feels icky. But supposedly now there's some fight between Jared Kushner and Joe Scarborough because something either did or is going to come out in the Enquirer. And Jared Kushner either held it over Joe Scarborough's head or Joe Scarborough begged him to get it taken out. I don't even know the story, but. Apparently, now it's all revolving around the National Enquirer.
0: Well, here's the way I heard it. Joe needed a favor from Trump or was going to ask Trump to, like, hey, stop doing something, whatever. It was like a a personal thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, And he reached out to Jared Kushner. And Jared Kushner told Joe, like, maybe you should, I don't know, talk to Donald uh, tell him you're sorry, and then ask him for the favor. And now Joe Scarborough's making it sound like I was being blackmailed. <laughs> Jared Kushner tried to blackmail me. Okay, whatever.
1: Okay, whatever. Sounds like All he was this just stuff. maybe giving you some good coaching there, Joe, to get what it, you it, wanted.
0: <laughs> it, is, it is really terrifying to watch it's just how these are just people. They are just people. And then you try they try to manipulate you this way, manipulate you that way, and these guys have their talking points and they have their talking points. And uh it's they're they're not the the brightest of folks. Well and no, but makes they're, you... used,
1: they're used to getting away with it.
0: Yes. And that's mm-hmm. and that's the that's the wonderful thing about uh about Donald Trump, if well, you ask it, me.
1: Wasn't it Mika? I believe it was Mika that got caught on a hot mic. At one point during the election saying we're supposed to tell them what to think.
0: Oh, yeah. Like
1: her she audience? Might, she,
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah
1: Mika, sure. Sure, babe.
0: <laughs> it, it's uh, – I was watching uh, – I always want to call it Media Matters. Media Cheryl Buzz. Atkinson. Yeah, Media Buzz. Cheryl Ackeson was on, and it was just so funny to watch. Uh, as, uh, you know, Howie Kurtz is like, so the media, and they're responsible, and is has Donald Trump go too far, and he is attacking the media, and blah, blah, blah. And, and Cheryl, sh- the wonderful thing about her, she's not, like, crazy. She doesn't talk with her hands. She's not super uh, expressive. She's almost like a Vulcan, in a way, <laughs> from Star Trek, which is what you want in a really – uh, and, a, and a reporter, like she she follows logic and reason. She doesn't flip out. And she goes, well, th- you know, the CNN reporters, one of them was a Pulitzer Prize winner. And they should know better than t- – there was three reporters on the story. N- not one of them could find another source to say it. Uh, to For that to get through, for someone to even suggest this is a story defies the laws of just basic journalism. So – to say that there's not an agenda there just goes against everything that anybody ever learns in, in journalism school. And they, they looked at they looked at her like she was from Mars. They looked at like like Cheryl Zach Cheryl Allison's like, just, hey, here's an idea. Maybe we could just do like basic journalism. And they looked at her like she was crazy. And that's and that's the other one. Like uh, Trump and Sean Spicer and those guys are like, you know what? No more cameras. You guys can run audio. And they act like it's the end of the world. And the wonderful thing, and whether it's by happenstance or whether it's – I really don't think he's that brilliant. I just think Donald Trump is an emotionally intelligent guy. He's emotionally intelligent, and he just gets things that most politicians wouldn't – they'd overthink it in paralysis of analysis. But by turning the cameras off, what it does is it highlights what a shit show – these press conferences are because the reporters are They're, they're literally, I'm going to ask this question that I know I'm not going to get the answer to, but it's going to be a good piece of video that I can use to further my career. Mm-hmm. It's it's little, that's all it is. And for those of you uh, listening and hopefully there's new people, uh, Bill Clinton did it. Okay. So this is not something that the Donald Trump invented Clinton Was like, you know, we're just going to go audio only. And then you talk to old school reporters. I was watching Britt Hume the other night saying this. He's like, if you actually have a good question, a really good question and a really solid story that you're working on, you would never ask it in the White House press uh, briefing because it's going to blow the lid off your story. Right. You would actually like, oh, I'm going to blow the lid off the EPA. So you're not going to ask that question at the press briefing. You're going to pick up the phone and call the White House and, hey, who's in charge of the, uh, of the thing, the the bing bong boom at the EPA? And they go, oh, that's bing Bang bing, uh, this guy. Why? Oh, no reason. I just wanted to talk to him. And then you call bing Bang boom and you work on your story and you blow the lid off it and you expose, hopefully, God forbid, the truth. But this whole—it's the end of democracy because there's no video. That Jim Acosta guy from oh CNN—what a douchebag! What a douchebag! Whining, douche bag.
1: whining, whining. Well, because you know, if there's no cameras, really ugly, overweight, smart people can sit in the White House press corps and do a better job.
0: <laughs> and and the and the press briefing, like and and Britt Hume was great. And he was super eloquent about it. it it's literally, it's literally. This happened yesterday, and here's what our day is gonna to be today at eight o'clock. The president's gonna do this at nine o'clock. We're gonna do that at ten o'clock. this will be happening uh they're not gonna go uh what are the secret uh what are the secret codes to the to the nukes uh, excuse me, I demand we should know what the co- like I'm not gonna give you the codes to the nuke oh you're hiding they're hiding the codes Wow, you can blow it up uh any way you want, but uh It's democracy is not dying because the cameras are off uh, the White House press briefings. And
1: here's the thing. They had originally talked about reducing the frequency of the press briefings and a lot of other things. They're still happening. The information is still available for you to report. Um, It's just not going to be a dog and pony show anymore, which is basically what it turned into.
0: Yes, uh, that's all it is. People getting up on a soapbox, look at me, look at me. I'm a social justice warrior. He won't answer the question. He's being evasive. Democracy dies in darkness. Now, democracy dies when reporters are more uh, – they care more about their own personal fame than they do uh, getting the truth. And he, here's something that, that, that occurred to me the other day that I think gets, gets lost on everybody. Gets mm-hmm. gets lost on everybody. Like, Bill Crystal still hates Donald Trump. Like, still despises Donald Trump. And there are still a boatload of never-Trumpers in the conservative movement. Mm-hmm. And this is why. And this just it, – it, I find it so ironic and delicious and funny and wonderful. Th- these – Very uh, liberal, progressive thinking reporters who are doing their very best to tear down this presidency should really think twice if they want to tear down the presidency of the first Republican ever who's like, we're going to socialize medicine, and the first Republican president ever who's like, no, uh, gay marriage, I'm, I'm signing off on that. That's a state issue. Gay people are awesome. Like- this is the most liberal-friendly president in, who's come out of the the Republican Party ever in the history of ever. They should, they should really be bending over backwards to lick his balls.
1: Well, I mean they should at least be putting some focus on the things he does that does align with their agenda. I mean, you know, all of the stuff he was talking about with his daughter Ivanka on the trail, you know um, – Child care and maternity leave and these types of things, number one, they're not just important to liberal Democrats, I would say, they're also important to this really neat subset of folks called millennials.
0: Well um the, the big the big point is he's super liberal. For right. a for a Republican president, it's as liberal as liberal gets. Oh, like dude, wh- during what During the accepted
1: speech during the exception speech at the RNC I'm sitting here going I feel like I'm at the DNC what are we talking about here you know I mean it so, was yeah, really very liberal
0: someone needs to remind these people of just how insanely uh liberal his policies are and that's why you have uh, the, the the bill crystals of the world and people of that ilk who are like the guy's a train wreck he's a train wreck <laughs> they hate him they hate him they got to stop him, though. He's a monster. Oh, uh, so with health care, um, I guess Bernie has his own solution now.
1: Yeah, I don't – shock me. Color me shocked. It's got to be single payer.
0: It's going to be. Oh, it's going to be. He's going to announce it. I can't wait to see. Uh, the Republicans are all on uh, vacation now. Bernie says he's going to announce his plan after uh, the GOP plan go- goes down in flames. I'm so, I'm so perplexed by the whole healthcare thing. Uh, You don't, you don't even want to know my answer Uh, is just get out of it. Just get get out out of it all together.
1: get Get out of it all together. And if you think, if you are listening to this show, first of all, I don't think you want socialized medicine would be my guess, but if you think you might, or that it's a good idea or the government should run your healthcare, I encourage you to Google Charlie, Charlie? guard g a r d if that doesn't change your mind i don't know what will
0: that is um, we try to do funny we try to, we try to be light there is uh, there's no pot of gold at the end of the uh, charlie guard rainbow no, he, here's a little kid who's what he's 10 he's a baby 10, 10 months, months old, old. Mm-hmm. some wacky crazy disease has him i don't know why the government uh, in the UK, is not going to let him. Oh, and here's the other thing: they want to bring him to America mm-hmm. for some experimental treatment. Our our wacky ass. Uh, I'm being sarcastic here. Our wacky ass. It, it doesn't work for anybody. Our horrible system of medicine. Where do people want to come from when crazy shit happens in the world? When somebody's like, "Oh my God, you've got Ebola!" They don't go run into Canada. They don't go, well, I'm, I'm going go to go to Switzerland for some – I'm. you know what? I'm going I'm to go to Cuba for that great – no, they go to America. So the parents want to bring this kid, Charlie, to America, and somehow the British government says no. What? How in the hell does that happen?
1: Um, the way I understand it is the doctors at this renowned children's hospital in the UK mm. took the parents to court to stop them from taking the child for this treatment and seek uh, permission to end his life support.
0: But why? I, I, that's the thing. That there's a really big hunk of the story missing here. If actually,
1: if- it, it, it actually, if you stop and think about it, this is a unique case. His parents had raised the money to bring him here, so it's not a resource issue, right? The parents could have afforded it without help from the state. Under normal circumstances, the family or the patient would be seeking help from the state. So this is actually from what I understand not unusual for doctors to try to end or stop treatment in Britain.
0: The the question I'm asking though, mm-hmm. is how does how does Britain say you're no longer his parents, you have no rights? Are they saying that by putting him on a plane you're hurting him?
1: Pretty much. It's not going to help. It's not going to work. It's 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 false hope. So let's just end it.
0: Well, I tell you, and that's the wonderful thing about America right here because if you've got money, you can chase down some serious false hope.
1: Well, and not that's only how that's that, how it works on our side of hope. the pond. You can have hope Mike and Simon. You can at least try.
0: Well, my friend Sam Simon uh, before he passed away, he was in touch with some wackadoodle doctor somewhere, and he did have a spark of hope that, okay, if I'm if I survive this uh, next few months, and if I can get a little bit better, then I can go see this doctor. So why not have that hope? What's wrong with hope? Isn't that that's too funny, I, and it's 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 hilarious that everything that the left is accusing. The right of everything the left accuses Donald Trump and the Republicans of. It's the thing that like they they love. Oh, socialized medicine. Why can't we be more like England? Because I don't want to be like England.
1: No, I don't want to be like England where now the state thinks that they have the right to stop this baby from going home with his parents
0: to pass away. It Um, is like 1984. I don't want to be like Orwell's 84.
1: Canada's health minister came here for care for breast cancer. (laughs) <laughs> their health minister
0: yes they have they have lotteries in like Ottawa uh, to to try to raise money to buy a new like cat scan machine so they can actually do cat scans you know? uh, nobody wins in that system it, it, nobody, it, wins. nobody wins you can go get, so get your teeth cleaned anything. and stuff anything no no uh, It's <laughs> it's too funny it was Canada Day the other day and man, they really—I would be—I would be bummed out if I was Canadian. I really would, because it's like, hey, like you're known for being polite and saying a, and it's all like Happy Canada Day, and there was it was like a you know a, a cute little beaver hanging off the America or h- hanging off a Canadian flag, like zero sex appeal in all of that. Like no, f- um, no fireworks. No, they have really they they really don't have anything. <laughs> They don't. They don't really do anything. They just kind of hang out. Like if if you like Canada, they're they're coming in at a buck fifty. You know we're a little over two hundred. We're I'm sorry. We are exceptional. We're so much better. We're so. They have the same. Apparently, we're a lot more fun too. We oh oh my gosh! And we've got a sizzle. America's got a sizzle. Like like you'll see chicks in red, white, and blue thong bikinis. And shit's blowing up, and there's guns, and there's Chevys, and there's apple pie. And they're like, we're a cute little beaver hanging off of a, of a maple leaf. <laughs> it's like you guys don't do anything. And I know they were there for us in World War II, and they sent people, and they're very brave, blah, blah, blah. They got no space program. They don't even have a privatized space program. They have all the same resources we do. It's really hilarious. They, they do they have, are,
1: they do they have some like, kick-butt snipers, though.
0: <laughs> oh, that guy just sent a world record?
1: Yeah. The one before him was Canadian, too. It's because there's so much room up there, they get lots of practice.
0: Well, that's wonderful. And I and I, I know it's a beautiful country, and I know the people are great. However, just as, a, uh, a, as an experiment, we told one country, if you invent something, you'll get fabulously wealthy. They'll, we'll call them America. The other country... We will call them uh, Canada, and they'll have socialized medicine and highly regulated banks. Now, the upside is uh, we have Chevys, and we have cars, and we have uh, spaceships, and we <laughs> have rock and roll and all this great thing. Now, we did have uh, the Great Depression, right? So, uh, right. Eh, hey. every once in a while you get but smacked inside the head. Yeah. Which, okay, so Canada didn't have that. We went to Vietnam. They, meh, we had people who were hit up there. I would prefer the ups and downs of America rather than this, like, static, flat line, I'm just kind of drifting through life existence of a Canadian.
1: Well, you know, we did have a little bit of Canada in our poll this week.
0: Do tell. Do tell. What was the question?
1: Well, apparently Chad Kroger from Nickelback, Canadian,
0: <laughs> oh, those poor souls! Those I'm poor not souls. gonna, I'm not gonna pile on Nickelback. I'm and, really not.
1: And uh, he had said that Slipknot was the Kentucky Fried Chicken of alternative rock, and apparently Slip, Sn- Slipknot uh, responded. So there was a little Twitter tiff going on, and Smash Mouth got involved in the whole nine yards. <laughs> So-
0: oh my god. Seriously, Smash Mouth like, yeah. chimed in? Yeah. Talk Smash- about a band that should not chime in. Like when, <laughs> when Nickelback and Slipknot are going at it and you're Smash Mouth, you just kind of hide. It's like when when there was the big war uh, between Conan O'Brien and Jay Leno about who was going to take over the Tonight Show mm-hmm. and uh, that one dude, Carson Daly, just shut his pie hole. All he did <laughs> was shut his pie hole
1: i'm just gonna it's sit the Carson, here it's
0: the mm-hmm. Carson, yes i'm gonna sit here and do nothing so so slipknot and nickel nickelback that's fantastic
1: yeah they got they got into it and uh then smash mouth got involved oddly enough it was a tweet from somebody who i guess was thinking both slipknot and nickelback were kind of irrelevant and asked what smash mouth thought and that's when smash mouth got involved because they didn't understand the joke
0: oh god it
1: was great So we asked the folks in and around the Loftus party who they would like to see in a Twitter cage match. And the choices were Kurt Eichenwald versus an octopus. If you don't understand that question, it has to do with him tweeting about tentacle porn.
0: Okay. Okay. You got to just, I got to stop you right there. Kurt Eichenwald is the guy who you he goes, I'm an epileptic if you if you shoot me a gif of uh Correct. strobe lights, right? Mm-hmm. And he's he's he charged somebody with like attempted murder or whatever. Yes and that's moving forward. What in the heck why would Kurt and this and he literally did? He tweeted something about tentacle porn? He
1: tweeted some he actually tweeted something that linked to anime porn mm. and people started mocking him. Right. Because that's what happens. Like, dude, you tweeted. What? (laughs) Right. Yeah. So then he was trying to explain why he tweeted that link. And he said he was arguing with he and his children, his grown children. They're not little kids were trying to convince his wife that tentacle porn existed. So he started posting text messages between him and his wife. I mean, this went on for two days. He blocked half a Twitter I mean, it was. It was bad. You know what? He just I kept take, digging, digging, digging.
0: I got. But if he's just trying to, if he's just trying to prove prove the existence of tentacle porn, mm-hmm. one tweet should should solve that. You yeah, know, it, here it, it is. People, you'll you'll be shocked. You'll 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 be shocked.
1: Yeah, I didn't look. Well. <laughs> I didn't look. I just saw the exchange.
0: I'm an I'm an anime guy, mm-hmm. and yes, that that stuff is out there. A, a friend of mine, a, a good friend of mine, used to write on this show uh, on Nickelodeon called The Fairly Odd Parents.
1: Oh, I my kids loved that show.
0: Yeah, the guy the guy who does uh, the voice of Cosmo in that mm-hmm. uh, is a really good dude. I've I've worked with Tara Strong before. She's super funny. Anyway, I'm just name dropping now. It's just stupid. It's beside the point. However, uh, Butch Hartman, the guy who started that show, was delighted one day. He goes, You guys, there's uh there's porn of the fairly odd parents online. We've what? made it. What? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's so that's great. one of the ways you know, okay, that we have a real fan base here. People have taken the time to animate our our, our our characters banging, and you can—I mean, it, it, it's all out there. So, uh, Kurt Eichenwald is trying to say tentacle porn. So, so our choices are, and tentacle porn does exist. And I could get on. I could. I could. I could actually launch into a whole like psychological profile of why I think it does exist, uh, and what the, what the appeal is to that. Okay. However, yes. So I would. A Kurt Eichenwald fight between who? Him and who?
1: Him and an octopus. It's a joke, Michael. Ah. And then Well, they're
0: on the same side. That's going to be a horrible that's going to be a horrible <laughs> That's then, not really a fight cuz cuz Kurt Eichenwald is like, "Do you know that there's uh pornographic images of aliens with uh multi-tentacled, you know, phallic uh, appendages and they're doing unspeakable things to anime women?" And the octopus is going to go, "What are you going to do, guy? What are you, you going to do?" <laughs>
1: <laughs> the next That's one I funny. actually the next one I actually thought was going to be a lot more popular than it was um Sean Spicier which is one of the funnier parodies on Twitter it's not Sean the Spicer best. Sean Spicier He Sean he, Spicier. he actually he ensnares liberals and people on the left all the time. I think most of the blue checks have figured out it's not the real press secretary but other people have not. And okay. we, thought, we thought we would pair him up with Rosie O'Donnell.
0: That, see, that would be a great fight. Yeah. So far, so far, okay, Kurt Eichenwald and Octopus, they're on the same side. Uh, they're both into it. Sean Spicer versus uh, Rosie, I would watch that. I would, I would like that. What's and our other choice?
1: Maxine Waters versus Reality.
0: Okay. <laughs> That's going to be the winner. That's my prediction. I have not looked at the results. I'm just speaking from my gut here. Uh, in terms of a real fight, it, if this were real, mm-hmm. right, and that's that's the leap I'm going to make, and I'm not going to go for the for the funny thing. I would definitely want to watch a Twitter battle between Sean Spicier and Rosie O'Donnell. I would laugh more. Uh, Maxine Waters versus reality has got to be your runaway winner just because she is so uh, wonderfully insane. Such she's a impeach 45, yeah. impeach 45 mm-hmm. at whatever speech she's mm-hmm. giving. We're here to celebrate the grand (laughs) opening of this new Dunkin' Donuts. I love Dunkin' Donuts, but like America, it can't all just be donuts. You have to have coffee. Now, black coffee is my favorite. You have to have a little cream in there and a whole lot of sugar, and nothing's (laughs) as sweet as Impeachin' 45! Impeachin' 45! Whatever. Yes. She'll she'll get it in there.
1: She came in at 54%.
0: 54. She's a runaway winner. Runaway.
1: Kurt came in at twenty-two and Sean versus Rosie came in at twenty on Twitter. Now we did have a lot more interaction on this one on Facebook, and we actually had some pretty good, pretty good, uh pretty good suggestions, I would say. Oh yeah? Of, yeah, they they basically want to see Trey Gowdy and anyone.
0: <laughs> Trey Gowdy. You know what? Mm-hmm. I would be on board for that if he didn't just uh Poop the bed on the whole Benghazi thing. I'm still very, 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 very let down by that. You see Trey Gowdy on Fox News, and he's letting loose with both barrels, and he's just a good old bang-bang, I'm a lawyer, pow, 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 pow. And then when the cameras came on, and she was sitting right there, suddenly he he lost his skills of reasoning. Yeah. Who else did they say?
1: Um... Some folks wanted to see Ben Shapiro and Bernie Sanders.
0: Oh, I'd love that. Wouldn't that be great? I would love that.
1: (laughs) I did see – I've seen Ben Shapiro debate a couple people at Politicon, and and he's actually pretty funny and pretty good on his feet.
0: Yeah, Um, and he's such – God bless his heart. I had him on the flip side. Yeah, uh, and I was talking to him, and he's just like that little guy that when he was in uh, when he was in high school, I started writing for the school paper. I didn't know this, but my parents actually sent it out to some syndicated places, and the syndicated columnists were like, oh, "Yes, we did. we actually carry this as a syndicate." So I was actually published by the time I was fourteen. Then I was on accelerated learning. I mean, he is uh, so smart, and he's one of those people. And I don't have it. I don't have that gift of you know in 1962 47% of the population said they were against girl marriage and then a, i mean like he can just like a gaddling gun of facts mm-hmm. that would be a good that would be a good debate cuz then bernie's going to come at you from the emotional angle it's not fair i know he says that but that's a distortion of reality ding ding ding
1: and then some people want to see nancy pelosi versus any challenger <laughs> in her next election they just want someone else
0: Oh, poor Nancy Pelosi. I, I
1: I have a really hard time feeling sorry for her.
0: I, I know. I do too. Mm-hmm. I do too. <laughs> it's but like I think maybe I have too much empathy. I think that that's my problem. It, it's like that that Ossoff guy lost his race. They've lost all these races. Mm-hmm. The the curtain has been that torn makes me away. Smile though exactly it's that that's wonderful they have no message they have no message and i don't see how that's nancy pelosi's fault and then they they put her up on that podium and they're like they they're, they're going to throw you under the bus and sh- and and they're like and then some reporter's like why should you stay and she's just this old lady with these eyes that barely blink and well i'm a master uh mm, legislator and i'm a uh Uh, A master – and I'm like, oh, please don't say debater. Like it was (laughs) – it was so (laughs) horrible, and she was just an old lady trying to defend her job, and oh, it was just awkward. But it's not her fault. They have no message.
1: That's true, but it was so much easier to be angry at her. Back in 2008 and 2009 before her voice started to shake. Because you're right. When she's oh, actually speaking now and that shaking is going on, I just, oh.
0: I I I really, really, really was so enraged by that. I think it was a Sunday morning and you turn on the news and all of a sudden they're all walking across the street holding hands. And in the middle of the night they paid everybody off. And here's what drives me crazy. And this will probably be uh my michael topia uh about rewriting history
1: mm-hmm.
0: they uh, the they're making the rounds on all the uh the the morning shows now going well when we did it we asked all the republicans to help and when we did it we had all these meetings and they were open door meetings and like i don't remember any of that i i, I don't, don't remember th-
1: i remember
0: these huge number. sit-downs where Nancy Pelosi and all the, all the guys from the right, like, okay, we're going to sit down and talk about healthcare. No, no, I remember no. the people from the right going, let us in, let us in, let us in. Why isn't the president talking to us? Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. And then it was rammed down everybody's throat on Christmas Eve 2009.
0: It was Christmas Eve. Yep. And She uh, didn't
1: let him go. But you know what? You know what? She didn't let him go. She didn't let him go on their month-long vacation in December. She made him stay. I wish Paul Ryan and Mitch McConnell had done the same thing because they all left, and they left a mess. And now we got nothing but Trump tweets to look at for the next month. I'd like to see some progress, guys. I'd like to see some progress.
0: I think there's going to be some stuff done. Uh, I, I personally, I think it's all a ruse. Uh, and do? and pe- oh yeah, and people have telephones, and people are going to be in contact. And they're like, hey, we're gonna make, we're gonna take a lot, a lot of heat because we're on vacation. However, I think Paul Ryan and all those guys are going to be working the phones. We'll give you this. If you do that, you do this. Oh, it's got to look like we really tried. It has to look like we really tried. Because if you give a huge social program to the masses like this, you can never pull it back. It it has to fail, and it has to fail uh, in a spectacular spectacular fashion, mm-hmm. you know – in order to say, okay, we have to really jump in here and do something about this. And then you, you have riots in the street, like, like Britain had not too long ago, where, like, we simply cannot afford this current system, and then, no, 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 they have fights, and they march in the street, and that's, unfortunately, where you have to get. So they have to make it look good. They have to make it look good, like they really tried, and they wanted to do this, and they want to do that. Uh, and then, ultimately, ultimately hopefully, uh, it will fail.
1: The current bill or Obamacare itself.
0: Uh, Obamacare, the Affordable Care Act, Trump the Care, spider puppy, uh, the spider puppy. Hopefully, all of it uh, will just slowly but surely fail. I I I, I tell you, you put all these people on Medicare and Medicaid, and that's pretty much what it is, as as I understand it. They're like, hey, you now qualify for this, and it's just all this money's going rolling out the door that we just simply don't have. It's not a. It's not an endless supply of money, and so you can have people. Hey, some guy. Uh, hey, they signed up for Obamacare because they didn't want to pay the extra tax. That doesn't mean they actually can go see their doctor, and then the doctor that they do get doesn't mean he's actually a good doctor, and it doesn't mean the hospital's any good. They can. Well, right. oh, yeah, you ca- you came in for your checkup and. Uh, we listened to uh, your lungs and you seemed fine. Well, if you would have had an x-ray, well, we, can, we, we can't have an x-ray machine because the federal government says you have to fill out Form B28-5A uh, in quadruplicate and we are, our, our Xerox machine went down. and blo- You know, it's, that's that whole level of bureaucracy.
1: Yeah, but I mean the VA has failed spectacularly and nobody's screaming to end that.
0: And uh that's the kind of thing that we have to just keep talking about and talking about, and then of course, you'll find that guy who goes, "Well, my uncle uh was in the military and he went to the v a and he had a lovely time okay that's that's great uh, a broken probably, clock is right twice a day,
1: he was probably never sick
0: <laughs> oh he he had the, he had the bing bang bing bang that's the that's the other thing, and that's like when i I was really like when I did the 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 vlog this week, I was really you know it's so predictable. I'm going to say this, and then the criticism will be that. So you can either get bogged down in like, I'm going to address this little thing. I know you're going to say that. I'll address this. And it's not funny. So you go ahead and you're like, I'm just going to just launch and do a video about we were given this spider puppy that nobody asked for. And then that's what you know Twitter lights up with. Who is this retard? And that's great. I love it when they say stuff like that because that's just more ammo for me because uh, I've like, I've been approached by people. Like when I say like retard on stage, I get approached by people like, listen, hey, please don't be like that. Uh, my sister's daughter has Down syndrome. Oh, OK. And so you, you get that. So I'm not going to complain about people calling me a retard on Facebook because uh, whatever, you're allowed to do that. I just want – that's just another one uh, in in my barrel like – Okay, when when you criticize things, they call me a retard, so now I'm going to call you a retard. Well,
1: not just that. It's the it's the the last vestige of someone who doesn't really have anything to say. Our friend Julian came back four more times too and wrote a few more books.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> People keep back.
1: responding to him. Stop talking to Julian. Please, he
0: keeps coming back. That's great. I love it. <laughs> I love it. I tell you, um, I'm going to say this before we get into Michael-topia uh which we're going to have to uh is that it's been wonderful I can't well I can uh it, it's just it continues to to grow in popularity and people are sharing the videos and it's wonderful so I just wanted to take a moment uh to celebrate that it's fantastic it's great I we can track the results uh you people are awesome thank you so much it's uh I don't know how big it's ultimately going to get however uh we're <laughs> You were, we're here first. A great start. We're <laughs> we off y'all were here first. <laughs> yep, and there's got to be some perks for those people for yes. being here first.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, so let us now delve into Michaeltopia in the real world. There's a bunch of wacky, 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 wacky rules that everybody has to follow. But in Michaeltopia, it's different, and there's a different set of rules. So let us go to Michaeltopia, shall we? Absolutely. What do you got?
1: In Michaeltopia, people are very smart, very smart, and they know that when you're applying for a job and someone wants to check your references, you can't use your mom. What? (laughs) That actually happened to me this week.
0: What happened? Do tell.
1: Oh, I'm recruiting for an open position, trying to help a friend and doing that kind of stuff and really, really smart young kid. Really smart young kid, but one of his references was his mom,
0: uh, and I didn't well. know it
1: till I had her on the phone. So then I have to actually go through with the interview and just kind of ball it up and put it in the trash.
0: Ah, oh, boy, oh boy! Yeah. Nice kid though, good kid, nice
1: kid, smart kid, just not smart like that.
0: Okay, did you give him a second chance? Did you go. Do you have maybe Absolutely. another reference that isn't your mom?
1: Absolutely. He had. Two in the more response, and they were very good.
0: Well, there you go. Mm-hmm. That's great. Well that's that's something that that most people see this is the thing it's like it's a thing that you think is basic, but yeah you, ha- you have to keep uh reteaching it. okay, uh and my michaeltopia uh Michaeltopia history is just history. You don't rewrite it moments later. This whole thing with the Democrats now saying we we let everybody it talk about uh health care, and we had all these we had an open door policy, and we all sat around and had a ton of meetings no that I, I that did not happen. you wrote it in in private. You wrote it in secret, and then you just unleashed it. You didn't know what was in it, Nancy Pelosi. So keep your little uh, talking heads off the Sunday shows talking about what a Shangri-La it was and how everybody jumped in and, and threw in their two cents, and you came up with this great policy. That's why not a single Republican voted for it, okay?
1: I'll, pick, I'll piggyback to that one. Okay. You are not allowed in Michael-topia to use – videos of President Barack Obama at town halls regarding Obamacare because he told the two single biggest lies about that program, which if you like your doctor, you can keep your doctor. And if you like your plan, you can keep your plan.
0: That certainly wasn't the true uh, in my case. Exactly. I I, I really genuinely I liked my doctor. I wanted to keep my doctor. And then uh, recently back in L.A., I had to get a new doctor. Because my my old guy said sayonara, so that is it. Have a safe, a safe, What is my problem? Have a safe and happy Fourth of July. I hope you had a great one. Um, yeah, have fun. Be smart. Don't put uh, fireworks in your underpants. Uh, don't play the hey let's throw the firecracker game because somebody always gets hurt doing that. Mm-hmm. Don't drink too much unless you got somebody there. Who's going to hold your hair? Then just get crazy with it. Then just get crazy with it. What a fun show. We'll have a new poll next week. I love the polls. We'll have a new video to talk about uh, from Facebook. Thanks so much for sharing the vids. Thanks so much for subscribing to the YouTube channel. That's about to get crazy. There's more content. There's more wonderfulness. We'll have to talk about Politicon coming up because that's on the horizon. Until then, sayonara, mi amigos.